The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, show number 310. This tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase uh, of uh, whatever sport you want to go to, whether it be a baseball game, a concert, a Taylor Swift concert like Dave's going to uh, hopefully go to this summer, or maybe a Dave Matthews Band concert, which I'm sure you're going to go to. Actually, do you have your Dave Matthews Band uh, tour uh, wrapped up yet? What's going on? Oh, we're not going this year. They uh they're they're at the gorge on on May long Dave long weekend. Um, we are not going this year. We have alternate plans. So, um, we'll go well, again, but not this over. year. Okay. Show's over. Uh, it's never over, man. No, it's not. Uh, anyways, Dave, the uh, last night I was out at Spit Stadium. It was rainy, cold. I thought it was going to start snowing at one point yesterday. There was a tornado warning here in Lethbridge, Alberta, which kind of got the alarms ringing a little bit because I, I looked outside and like, holy Christ, it's a little dark over there. When the alarm uh, went off on your phone, which went everybody's phone, were your thoughts? Uh, what were your thoughts when the uh, tornado alarm was coming off? Well, it's funny. I was uh, on my way to the West side and then it went on. I was at work. I was with a guy and then both our phones with there's three phones in the truck and they all went off and I go tornado warning right there. You can see it just to the West of uh, where you live. And it was mm-hmm. funny. We got to the neighborhood we were going and, you know, tornado warning, like everybody takes shelter. Fucking everybody's coming out of their houses to take pictures of the big black clouds and the swirling. <laughs> and then I got out. I was like, this is not how it fucking works. People, you get the warning. You're supposed to go inside, not outside. Yeah. I, uh, I went, I, I looked outside. I went directly down here into the tavern. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then it, it passed by, uh, went to a baseball game last night. Umpired the American Legion game last night. And Dave, uh, you're, you're sitting next to your son, Jasper there. I don't know if he's still there, but anyways, he, uh, I, will never understand i think we've talked about a time or two about the wardrobe that the kids wear playing baseball and college kids do it and the odd major league baseball guy does it i will never understand for as long as i live and i'm on the ball field a lot it was raining there was no sun why exactly what you're gonna say why kids are wearing sunglasses on their fucking hats when they don't, I, I don't explain, try explain to me, no kids, 49 year old, 48 year old man. Explain to me why kids do that. I've asked my son, I go, just put him on your face. And my son's saying that. And like in the only time, like he, he, he has him on his bill sometimes when he's at second base and it's just like, what, what are you doing? Man? They're going to get wrecked. No, just in case I need him. But they never put him okay. on. You're right. Like, well, no, he will. The boy will put him on if he's in the outfield and the sun's in his face. No, but they, they never put him on if it's a pop-up. Well, no, they're like, like he'll be wearing him then. Like he they're like he he'll take him off the bill and like as he's in the field, he's wearing it. 
Okay, but does okay, but when the when the play is proceeding, they don't have enough time to put them on their face. Correct. To catch a baseball. Correct. So if you're not wearing them, leave them in, in the dugout. dugout. You got it. Like I I don't get it. It's fashion. It's fashion. Now, it's I I get fashion. I'm I'm sure I wore a, a thing or two that was dumb back in the day, and then my dad probably would have shook his head and goes, "You're being like like we always said." Dad says, "You're being stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't do things like that." Uh, I would hope that maybe a parent would say, "You're being stupid." The parent, this parent, has said that. I go, "That's ridiculous," and he, no, nope, okay. They're my glasses. I'll wear them. Okay. At the end of the day, you got to let the kid, you know, unless you're hurting yourself or others, then uh, go nuts. It's your life, your decision. Yeah, because last night it was about 20. I I think the time was about 20 after 10, bottom of the seventh or top of seventh inning. It was raining. It was fucking cold. Whatever's going on. And to a man or to a kid, I guess, not a man, but to to a kid, Every infielder for Lethbridge, other than the pitcher, obviously, was wearing glasses on their hat. And I and I said to the one kid, I said, you guys know it's raining and it's nighttime, right? And they looked at me like like I was the alien. I I I I I I blame parenting. So you can't, man, because the parent like it's a kid's life, it's their choice. Can't blame us. Like I've 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 let my opinion known that I think it's a little bit ridiculous, but it's at the end of the day, they're his glasses, his game, his choice, man. Is there a fashion that you have? We'll get off this half a second, but it drives me nuts. Is there a fashion you're looking back 20, 30, well, geez, we're getting old. Is there a fashion 35, 40 years ago that you went, maybe I shouldn't have done this? Well, you know, you look at some of the Because these kids and- will look back and go, holy fuck, was that dumb? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there is some, but you know, I was, I was fairly trendy. I was a man about town. I, I wanted to look good. Um, so we're leaving uh, Buffalo bills at, at, at one in the morning on your BMX with your sunglasses on with the string around. Well, no, I, I, I rode a 10 speed and I, I had cowboy boots, cowboy boots, jeans, and my plaid shirt, right. With the snaps, that was the uniform for Buffalo bills. I had three plaid shirts. Blue jeans and my shit kickers. Jesus Christ. Anyways, Dave, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights pulled off the, uh, the what what the owner predicted, what the owner said they were going to do when they won the Stanley Cup in their sixth year of of uh, existence on Tuesday night, I think it was. Uh, that team looked like oh, they, they just dominated, obviously, 9-3 game. It doesn't much matter what the score was when it got to that point. Uh, that Vegas team was something else. That was a dominating performance that they showed in the finals on a team with the the Florida Panthers. Yeah, decimated by injuries and everything else that's come out that that Kachuk had a, the the broken sternum and, and the like. But uh, man, that Vegas team they looked like something to be uh, to behold. They were good. They were clearly the best team. Like uh, Florida was lucky to win one, right? And yeah. that one they won was in overtime. They tied the game late and, and full marks for them for getting that one. But they were no match. They were no match. Florida, uh, sorry, Vegas owned that. And I think um, they they literally broke the will 
And while they broke them physically and mentally, Florida didn't have any answers. Bobrovsky um, didn't have answers for him because Vegas is such a, a deep, strong, talented team. And, and, you know, we, we mentioned it before the, the series started about the rest versus rust. I think when you go on a run, when you're a team like uh, Florida, where you, where you catch some fire and everybody's feeling good. And then I said that like, pack them up, boys. We're going to Denver for four days. There is no way we're sitting here getting fat and sassy. Cause even those nagging injuries, they hurt a little bit more after, after you have had four or five days to think about it. And they had all that time off. They lost all their mojo and injuries are a part of it, but I fully healthy. Like when they were healthy, they were, they were no match for the, the, the golden Knights and it showed. Yeah. You look at that, that Vegas team and like, I don't want to be the Don Cherry guy and everything else in the Canadian, like a good old Canadian boys, but the, I, I, kind of think that there's something to be to, to be said about what the Vegas Golden Knights did. I'm not, I'm not being a uh, nationalist here by any means at all, but that that uh, Vegas Golden Knights team had 18 Canadian boys and that they had some big guys and not not a ton of skilled guys. Yeah, Marshall's a skilled guy who actually released by or got put on waivers or, or let let go in the expansion draft to Vegas. So it's kind of funny that he got the uh, Consmite Trophy for the MVP. But that Vegas team, they were big, strong, could skate a little bit, but they were strong. And I will say it again. They were strong and big, and I think that that might be something that other teams have been looking at, like the all these these skilled forwards that they've had over the in the past in the years, and the smaller guys, the Aidens and the Janes of the world. Vegas looked like, you know what? Let's do this. It was old Kelly McCrimmon, uh, Western Hockey League kind of a team. Yeah, just just big, like not a physical team, but not not a crazy physical team. That's, that's not their, they're, they're okay to mix it up. They, yeah, it wasn't okay the 77 flyers by any means. No, 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 no. And that's not what I'm getting at, but like, not they're like so big enough to be not being intimidated. And like, if you want to dish it, we can take it and we'll give you a little bit back. Like they're just so well-rounded and, and, and players in, in skilled positions that just, they were lethal. That, like, that March show, like who would have picked him? as as a con Smythe winner like even when the playoffs started there's they're they're deep too and for yeah. and 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 when you have when you have no calorie not calorie when you have no salary cap restrictions come the playoffs you know the fact that stone uh was on the ir for whatever the second half of the season and he got healthy when when salary cap doesn't matter he was a horse there too he he played so well he got the hat trick in in the deciding game and I like him. I think he might be my favorite favorite Golden Knight. He just plays the game the right way, strong, hard, can finish. He's and that's why he's wearing the C too, right? It's crazy. You, now that you bring that up, Dave, are you going to see a lot more teams maybe do this a little bit now that you uh, and we, we talk about McDavid a lot? And you don't want to talk about McDavid. Uh, you, you want to probably celebrate a team who's won a championship. Then we're talking about his fourteen twenty podcast. But like, it, it, you, are you going to see a situation where you see a lot more and not shock league teams put put some guys on the uh, the long term IR because because um, Tampa did it a couple of years ago and now they had it with Stone with 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 Vegas Golden Knights. Are you going to see a lot more teams 
finagle the salary cap a little bit and say, well, if he sits for 10 games, this guy sits for 10 games and on and on, give him some rest, give him the 20 games on and on. And is he ready for the, for, for the playoffs? Cause that's where it all matters. Uh, are you going to see that, that happen more often in national hockey league because the salary cap so low? I would imagine everybody wants to do it, but like, who's the one that puts people on the, on the IR and like, especially a long-term injury reserve. Cause I imagine that has to be like 10 to 20 games. No, like there, there's different. I don't know enough about it, but I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it kind of I mean. makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the answers. Like, um, you know, in, injuries are going to happen and injuries are a part of, of hockey. So as a, as a GM, are you, you like bank? Okay. So we need a, a $6 million player to go down for 15 games, which is believable. We need, uh, we need either two $5 million players to go down for 10 each or one $8 million player to go down for 16. And you factor factor that in because it's probably going to happen. And then what happens if you can't put it someone on the, on the injured reserve? I don't know. I don't know, but it, 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 it it's not, cheating the system but it's it's really kind of pushing the rules a little bit of of how much salary you can carry in a given year well and the thing is like like you were just saying about can we put this guy on on ltir this guy in the ltir you you probably the Edmonton orders probably can't put a guy like Connor mcdavid on the ltir when he's not really because they're gonna lose (laughs) because you're going to lose is one thing but also the rest of the league wants to see him play right from town to town like mark stone doesn't put asses in the seats by any means like when if you're a vegas golden knights fan at home he probably does but when mark stone goes to uh columbus or to to minnesota or phoenix nobody's no nobody's paying paying money to watch him play so the 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 vegas gold knights have that situation where they can go and put okay yeah he's not playing tonight and we can we can make that work and we can have some salary cap space but the Edmonton Oilers can't put a guy like mcdavid like dry on the ltir because the 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 rest league wants to see him play that might be some um that might be a thing, but I don't really know. Like this is like they do it in the NBA all the time, right? With their maintenance games, uh, maintenance days. Um, I don't know if I, I guess you get maintenance days in the NHL, but you definitely don't hear about it near as much, even though it's, it's twice a physical game that twice, 10 times the, the physical game that the NBA is 17 and a half, at least yeah. 17 and a half times more intense <laughs> yeah. and physical than, than a typical NBA game. Um, so I don't, I, I honestly don't know um, how that would play out if you would get a finger wag or, or what, but I would imagine teams that can afford it are going to definitely look at it and how can we do this? And then, who is the arbiter of, of, of who goes on to the injured reserve, right? Like if that's just a team doctor, you can rig the system. No problem. But if it's, if it has to, the league appointed doctor has to go over the x-rays and stuff like that too, but lower back pain, there you go. You're on the injured reserve. Like you, you got, can, 10 days you, can, you can never actually detect a back injury. That's one of those things that you bad back. Unless yeah. it's a slip disc or whatever, but it, oh, my back's sore. 
That's one yeah. of those things they 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 can't detect. And so, like you, you just wonder. I I I didn't get a kick out of it. I was I was thinking about uh, when the game it was nine three at one point or eight three, and I was watching the game the other night, and uh, you seen Jack Eichel and he was celebrating and he won a Stanley Cup, and he knew knew he was getting a Stanley Cup and and the like. And you had to think of how uh, Connor McDavid was sitting in his palatial estate in Edmonton, Alberta, and thinking, Jesus fuck, that guy went second overall behind me i have every fucking trophy you could ever imagine but i don't have a stanley cup what do you think mcdavid was thinking what watching jack eichel hoist stanley cup in las vegas tonight i don't i don't know <laughs> i i because I, I thought of that myself it's just like jesus i've done so much more i've i've been in i've played the majority of every season i'm a heart trophy winner um, but I'm not a Stanley Cup champion, and that's why I'm playing the game. And this motherfucker pouts his way out of Buffalo, um, lands with his ass in the butter in Vegas, and now that guy's uh, strolling around with a Stanley Cup ring. It it has to hurt. It has to hurt. But I don't know if, like, when we say feed the fire, does that feed the fire? Because I don't think Connor McDavid can try any harder than he did last year. No, there's nothing else, there's nothing else he can do. Like, you think about it, Dave, like, Lee, Marcia ended with 13 goals and won, won himself a con Smythe. Leon Dreisaitl hasn't played in a month and he had 13 goals. Yeah. Like, you think about that. Well, it just, hasn't it just, played in a month and he had 13 goals. There's it, nothing else that Oilers team, that, 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 that those two guys can do to, to help the Oilers win the Stanley Cup. And this Vegas team rolls in six, six years in and Maybe the, the the key to winning a championship is buying a t- buying an expansion team, starting fresh and inserting player A, player B, player C, player D. Maybe that's the key because th- these GMs who fall or and, and coaches, GMs and coaches who inherit teams, and then you got to break it down to what you want, and then build it up to what might be successful. Because that's what seems to be the the way it works a little bit. Well, I think the others have a terrible GM. Ken Holland, Hall of Fame GM, blah, blah, blah. The fuck has he done? The fuck has he done? Shitty goaltending, average coaching, no stud D-man. That's it. And you've had three years to do it, so don't tell me it's hard. Fucking, of course it's hard, but do your goddamn job. You're paying Soupy $5 million a year. Vegas is paying Aiden Hill, what? League minimum? I don't know. Aiden Hill's making seat geek money, man. Yeah. He's he's using the promo <laughs> he's using the promo code. Yeah. Right? Where the and then the, the coach that that's uh, too gun shy to put in the five million dollar goalie because his rookie who's also making uh, like on a rookie deal is not playing well. Not he's not playing like shit, but he's not playing well. He's he's putting the team behind an eight ball. So you got a coach with no balls and a and a general manager that just wants to fucking kiss people's asses. I don't know, but like, you know, oil fan at me, I don't give a fuck. Ken Holland, his days are over. He won Stanley cups when he had, um, uh, a stack team. He had Lidstrom. Ken Holland had had people calling him to play there. Yeah. He was so, he's so overrated because he got Zetterberg Lidstrom and, um, who's the Russian Datsuk. He got those guys all in late rounds. And then, and then, so he can just roll with them. And then you got Brett Hall wants to play with him for a while. 
Robitaille wants to play with them. Hasek wants to play with them. Vernon wants to play with them. Like, Christ. Brett Hall. And then Brett Hall had to come there and say, like, I promise I'll play a little D. I promise I'll play a little bit of yeah. D. But like, I, I want part of this. You think you might see a, a lot more now Stanley Cup champ? I, I, I actually think this Vegas team is on to something here. They, I don't think they're going going to. I mean, winning's hard every year, no matter what. Like it, it's it's a great. It's actually a, a really good story. There was a lot of good stories that came out of that that game seven or, or game game five final for for the Stanley Cup. You had Alec Martinez scoring the third goal that he did. Uh, nine years to the day what he did with the LA Kings and doing that. And you had Mark Stone getting a, the hat trick, the captain getting the hat trick. Uh, so I want to talk about that, that hat trick goal. Cause I saw you tweet something there on, uh, on Tuesday night where, where uh, Paul Maurice pulled their goaltender at uh, seven, two, at seven, two or seven, three or eight, three, whatever it was. And the game was over and it was not, they, they weren't coming back. And to a man, you could see on that, that Florida bench when they got into the third period, like, can we just end this fucking game? We're getting humiliated. We're losing the Stanley cup. This sucks a lot. Why Paul Maurice would pull the goalie for an empty net goal that Mark Stone got to be the hat trick goal. So now they were collecting goal, collecting hats on the ice, which extended the game another six, seven minutes of actual real time. So two, two or three minutes of playing time. It was a bad look on Maurice because the players were like, dude, we're not winning this game. What the fuck are you doing? Well, and that's what I said. You got to run that by the bench, don't you? Like you got to say, Hey guys, should we, should we pull and see if we no. can get a quick one here? Let's get out of here. Do that? Yeah. Spin clock, baby. Like running play, running play. If this is the NFL, we're like, we're, we're running the ball every single down. Cause we want that. We want to wind that. The clock. score's 42 to three right now. We're losing. It's over. Let's get the we're, fuck out of here. It we're, is we're gonna over. Shake hands and we're leaving. That's it. We're going to be good sports about it. We're not going to get our 10 minutes of misconduct, which is, you know, like fuck Florida for doing that shit at the end of like two, three different games. I didn't like that. Let's not digress into that, but what the fuck you're down five with six minutes left in game five. Like really? Yeah. I didn't get I, that. I, I didn't get that at all. In fact, it quite annoyed me because you know, I, I don't know if you saw my poll. I didn't get a lot of votes, but um, how much of the, uh, the game are you going to watch tonight? A third of the people said they're going to watch it, uh, wire to wire, uh, 25% say parts of it. And 42% said, um, I'm going to watch the third, which, uh, if Vegas is up, which is what I voted. Like that was yeah. the, my thing too. But even then I, like I tuned in and it, like, I, I tuned in in a second and I saw the scores. I like, got oh, Jesus. Then I turned it and tuned in again in the, in the third. And Vegas was up, I think, 6-2 at that point. And I was like, fuck it, I'll tape it. And then I didn't watch again. And Well, I did because I had nothing else to do. And I like seeing trophies being handed out. No, and watching a team win a championship was great. And I thought it was a great great thing. And the one thing I like this year a lot more than I have in other years is that they gave the trophy out. And actually, not 100% great. talking that half a second the the the, um, the families didn't come on the ice right off the hop this year which i which i quite like give these guys a moment give these guys a time to enjoy their championship because they're the guys who actually did it yes your the parents have paid money and they spent time and on and on and it goes but they're 
the players got to enjoy it a lot more th- this year than other years. I I thought the, the it, it's it's fun. The, the one thing that I don't like is that the players they they're because they're how do I word this? They're nice Canadian boys, and and how they were at, at center ice there, they're at the, at the red line, and they skated a little bit, and then they passed the cup to another guy. If I win that thing, if I win that trophy, Dave, I'm going around the ice at least one lap. At least one lap. You bet I have not, that written not, down. Not just to, to the to the blue line and back and next guy. I'm this is my one shot at glory. I might be, I might have got three shifts this season, but they put a jersey on me. I'm doing a complete lap. I'm doing the Reggie Dunlop. I'm doing the Billy Charles boy. I'm gonna wiggle my dick at him in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, or whatever it was. Like that. I'm I'm making sure. I, but it seemed to me that a lot of those guys, they 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 were too polite. Because oh, I don't want, know, I don't want to hog it. I don't want to hog no, it. No, no, no. Like like to me, it was. You know what too- I mean. Oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. And here's my thoughts. It was too planned. It, it like, because, okay, because that's what they did. They were at the red line. You skate. This guy gets and, it. Uh, yeah, and they didn't even do a, a full half lap, right? No, just, it was back that way, that back that way. That was it. Maybe 30 seconds each. And so they were, that's they were not probably, enough. they were probably told, like, obviously they were told because every single person did it. The next guy was waiting go the next guy was it was like a fucking pony ride right and then um no man that's the wrong way to do it but and then i saw on twitter like you know they they did the cup the players and their families were on the cup for a long time fuck the parents fuck the families that's your one shot at glory go around the entire ice like butch goring back in 1982 with the with the new york islanders fucking right you know and the crowd was appreciative but they weren't going bananas because they didn't get to see it because it was all is it for for one group of fans at the at the whatever stadium it's the t-mobile arena they they must they had have been watching on the big screen because you couldn't see it and boo bettman when that guy gets up there, you boo that motherfucker every time. You didn't. They didn't boo him at all. Well, and they, I, like that kind of pissed me off because he, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, have been been a beneficiary of the Batman rules, right? So it's one of those things. No, <laughs> oh, I, I I think what they did was great. Like the, the, to win a championship that quickly, I think it's it's uh, it's the way to do it. To, to, to have nothing like break it down, start over. If a team could ever do that, but uh, I if I'm uh, the players looking back 20 years down the road. Yes. They have a Stanley cup ring. Yes. Me and you wouldn't, we'll never have one, but uh, I think every player to a man would say, I probably should have done something different. Well, but everybody did it. You're a member of the team, so you can't do that. And then, you know, I, I think a lot of them, well, not, not that at that moment, but what am I going to do? Like the day with the cup, the day with the cup. Like you're going to get your day with the cup. It's not skating around um, in front of the fans in the heat of the moment, but you get that day no matter what. Right. No, You you can plan that one. You can have your mom help you out planning that one, everything else. But that's your one moment in time. Whitney Houston, one moment in time, 1986. One moment. That's Whitney Houston. Yeah. One moment in time. Yeah. Okay. I, I would sing more when I have a bad voice, but okay. uh, no, yeah, you, you, you just wonder. Like, you get your one shot, right? Eminem, there, there we go. Yeah, 
you get your one <laughs> shot to, uh, to, to, to have that time on the ice with the equipment on. And that's the last time. The thing is, that's the last time, no matter what, that group is together. Because you have you have free agency, agency yeah, coming exactly. up. You, you have bet. this coming up. All, that's your one time with those people forever, like alone. Yeah. There's, there's no parents. There's no GMs. There's no coaches. There's no this. There's no that. No agents. Everything else. That's your one chance with, with your teammates to do it right. And I think every player to a man kind of blew it. Yeah, because it, it, I would have been all over everywhere, man. It seemed a little bit, a little bit rushed and 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 almost rehearsed, and so, yeah, not one person even thought about taking a full lap, right? Nobody. They just back and forth. It was like they were doing, uh, they were bag skating, but with the cup and really slow to the yeah, line. It, it was, it was an yeah. odd. It was an odd response. It was an odd response. It, it, it lacked. It lacked emotion. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it didn't lack emotion, but it lacked. It lacked spontaneity um, and and just absolute joyous celebration. And it, that, it, it was almost business like. And we talk about it here on, on, on the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for Bear Sports Talk and a whole lot more. Brought to you by Seekeek and Seekeek.com. But uh, you, we talk about a lot how we 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 get mad at the NFL when they give the trophy to the, to, to the owner and baseball to give the trophy to the owner. This is one where they give the trophy to players. The players fucking blew it. I agree. I agree. And, and so what do you do? Like I, like it's, I didn't like either team. I, I noticed, I, I read some stuff today that there was the lowest watch Stanley cup final in and not close since, since 2007. It, like that's, but what do you what two non-traditional hockey mar- like a new hockey market and and a and a Florida team like how that's not Tampa I, I that's an eight seed right you know Cinderella stories are all fine and dandy but they better come from a a, a, a good market because when it comes from a sunshine state it doesn't draw viewers the the uh, the only time Cinderella's ever won was actually in the uh, Disney movie Cinderella. Cinderella never wins. Never. Well, because by the time uh, when you say that, like the Kings won as an eight seed, right? But they got on a roll and they 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 showed that they weren't a, a, an right. eight seed, right? Right. Like no, things. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So but nonetheless, you know, got credit to the to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um still not a fan of that team. Hate them fucking yellow and white gloves. Can't stand them. <laughs> those are bad. They're those, terrible. Those are actually worse than sunglasses on the hat on a rainy day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bad luck. And, and you know, and, and it's not even up to them. You're you're being paid to wear those bad mitts. What do yeah, you do? it's uh it, no, it's a it's a great it was a it's a I, I always watch like watching a cup uh, a championship getting one I, I it was great to watch the uh, the the montage was pretty good the song wasn't what I would what I would have picked for that that CBC or sports that had it was uh, what's his name the uh, oh fuck what the fucking was I didn't stick around it they usually like Jim Cuddy or something no like that, he or... just passed away Canadian Lightfoot Gordon Lightfoot Gordon, it was a Gordon Lightfoot song it was okay the 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 video was great but the the song wasn't 
wasn't uh, up to snuff. If they you are, could read my mind, by, they, I, by I, I like Lightfoot. that song, yeah. but not for a montage. No, no, no. They were trying to give too much homage to the montage. Yeah, no, it was good. To play some Nickelback, play some uh, whatever you got going on here. <laughs> Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use uh, promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase today. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, last night, the uh, last place Washington uh, Nationals had a little situation where there was a runner's lane interference, and Dave Martinez, G or manager of of the Nationals, he uh, put put something up there on the uh, the big screen after the, the game was over about runner's lane interference and rules that rule infractions and everything else. And I totally agree there there was there was a rules infraction that happened last night. Dave, I uh, I quite I commend him. As an official, as an arbiter in sport, I guess uh, I quite agree with it. He said he called out the officials. They made a bad call or a non-call. I guess you could you could say. Um, what's your take on a guy or a player, manager, GM, coach, owner, whatever, coming out afterwards after a game is all said and done, saying, "You know what, referee, umpire, coach, or referee, umpire, you guys screwed up." Uh, what's your take on that? Love it. You know, there's, there's, we've talked about it like uh, on an episode quite some time ago where I believe that for any sport, one of the officials, like, so that in baseball, it'd be the crew chief on, on, in hockey, it has to be the head referee. Like there's, there's a hierarchy in every game that that person after 20, 30 minutes after conversing and, and talking about, after after the game, they should come out and have to meet the press, just like the just like a player does when he fucks up, just like a coach does when he fucks up. They got to go to get out there and have uh, reporters ask them the tough questions. The, the 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 officials should be held to the same standard and and respectful and answering. And if they want to say no comment, say no comment. But like there it is, there it is. And you know, if if there was if there was some accountability, specifically in fucking baseball, because we know we all know umpires are a bit fucking big headed and dicks, right? So, <laughs> well, excusing your, yours personally, but whatever, oh yeah, yeah. Not, not everyone. You're the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> um, but but we know where I'm going. I made there. a bad like, call once, and and it wasn't your fault. Sun was in your eyes. That's right. Um, but nonetheless, um, I don't think it's unfair to ask people to explain themselves in their decisions, especially when you're getting when you're when you're getting paid for it. I'm getting paid a lot less than those guys, and when when mistakes are made, I'm asked. I get asked some tough questions, and I got to answer it. 
And then I don't understand why why officials can't answer simple questions by by the by the press or at minimum have a closed door meeting with um the managers or coaches after a game see i, I being an official's tough and i i get it i i do it on a nightly basis anything else people are are, are i i just think that there, there's a situation where and i i quite like what uh what he did last night dave martinez there about a, a rule situation we don't get into rules and everything else because I don't, I don't have a a graph chart and everything else to, to say what happened last night but i i don't think it's bad for for, for professional sports would be hockey or football or baseball for the athletes or the uh the managers or the coaches or whoever's out, out on the field to, to say something like this rule is fucking stupid. This doesn't work. This rule is antiquated. This, it, it is the game's different. Now. I, I don't think it's a bad thing for, for, for athletes to come out and say that was a bad call. And every, and this is why it was a bad call. Cause we can't do this anymore. The rule book, yes, it, it changes a little bit, but the games, uh, whether it be baseball or football or hockey, the game changes so much compared to what it was when we were younger, Dave, because it's bigger. The guys are not bigger. They're faster and stronger and everything else. I, I don't think having an athlete coming out on, on national TV or on Sportsnet or wherever it is and saying, listen, this was a horseshit call and here's why. Uh, the rule was this, it should be this. I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea because if you, if you don't have guys saying, here's why I think it's a shitty rule. Here's why I think this rule, th- this call was blown. Here's why I think we should change this. Other, if, if, if the athletes don't say it, the talking heads in, in the winter meetings aren't going to hear it. I agree with that. You know, um, I don't know what talking heads suggested starting a guy on second in the 10th. Oh, I, uh, I, 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 I don't understand that because that's now, that's not the people wanting, paying the bills that want to, to do that. Right. Because it, beer sales end in the seventh. This is, this is totally why in my, in my opinion, beer sales end in the seventh. When it goes in extra innings, you can't sell beer. You can't send uh, staff home because like they, they now they're going to start getting paid over time. You can't have like now the people that are there to clean the stadium. There's there are there already. You're going to have to start paying them. It's just nickel and diming yeah. everybody. Right. But now we, we want to talk about a rule where it's ridiculous, where a guy gets hit in the, in the runner who, I get it. He's supposed to be on the outside, but you know, you also got to touch the bag. You come, got to come into fair play sooner or later. And if the catcher's throwing a first and it hits him in the back of the head, where the fuck is he supposed to run? Right. So like, I think the ump kind of got the call right in the spirit of the game, but on the other hand, it's a rule and he should have been called out. Do you ever think that sometimes when like the heat of the moment, like we'll talk hockey a little bit. I remember years ago, Jeremy Jeremy Roenick got hit from behind and he would fuck, he went in a rant on television. Well, look at my look and he actually look at my bleep bleep face. And then nothing really happened. Do you think players should have a lot more say when it's all said and done after a game and say, you know, this was horseshit and this the, the, the game's got to change a little bit because the, the players are the ones who are playing. 
right? And yeah, you have a referee's out there and everything else, but do you think that players don't get enough say on what's happening on a daily basis? I think it depends on what player you ask, right? You ask uh, Bob Probert uh, and Wayne Gretzky about some different rules, and they're both going to have some very different opinions on it, right? It's regardless of the sport, right? Well, you know, I, I should be able to file up. I should be able to do this. It, it, it. I get it that players should have. I'm just looking at Matt Chapman from the Jays walking in the dugout with his shades on his forehead. Oh, fuck, uh, <laughs> so that's why they do it. But nonetheless, um, where were we? It, like, I don't think I don't think athletes really should have a say because they're all about them. Like it's what happened to me today. Did you like, they're always getting fucked, right? No athlete ever, right. No athlete ever says, Oh boy, the ref really had my back today. Either either it's a good ref or he was out to fuck me. That's a good point. Like nobody ever like, yeah, that's a very good point that you brought that up, Dave, because it's, it's referees and officials and umpires. Like nobody ever goes, Oh, that was a great, like when it, the only time you ever hear about a bad call is when there's a bad call happening, right? right. Or, or an umpire. It's it's one of those things. It's uh it's funny to hear that because you, you just wonder why. But I, I I do I do think that when something goes really sideways, I don't see anything wrong with a maybe not a player. But, but not, a player like maybe in an off season committee, but not but, not but, in the midst but of the like heat. when something happens on a on a what, what, Thursday night to the 15th of June here in 2023 if a player gets besmirched a little bit can besmirch anybody yet if a player gets besmirched a little bit on a Thursday night it, it, uh, uh, in June maybe he shouldn't say something because then you would have a lot of players there's 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 15 games happening tonight but if a manager says something i think that's the only way that that rule or that ruling might change a little bit. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with have, having discussions out there to make the game better on a nightly basis. Cause the game isn't like, no matter what sport we have, the game isn't perfect. And the only people who can actually make, have an opinion on making the game perfect are the ones playing the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And, and, and what I would what I would hope in the, in the different leagues that there is someone on every franchise whose job it is to make said notes on stuff like this, right? Because the uh, the at the end of the day, the only rule changes that happen get voted on by the GMs at the GM meetings, Which, right? The, and, and the only rule changes that ever actually happen are to make the game quicker. We're talking baseball here, obviously. Yeah, the, quicker, the old, streamline. Yeah. The, oh, so the only the only rule changes that happen in the game of baseball in in the last 100 years are to make the game quicker or to streamline things for the sponsorship and for TV TV deals. Nothing's, nothing's actually made the, the game better for players. Um, uh, in my the opinion. Bu- the Buster Posey rule. Oh, there was that one, yeah. Right, so there's, there's one there. Um, you know, and, and quicker. That, that, that's one in our 50 years of living. What about the, the sticky stuff rule? Like how they're cracking. I guess that's been a rule. It's now a, a choice of um, enforcement as yeah. opposed to, 
Because, Gaylord you know, Perry got thrown in a lot of games a lot of years ago for doing that, right? So it's one yeah, of those things. you bet. So yeah, yeah. So that rule has always been there. It's just been a choice about how do we enforce this rule, and and it's it's once again like it's kind of funny that only only one crew has been responsible for all four ejections so far. Uh, four now, four of those. Four, oh, four. Yeah, you wonder if uh, this might be a thing with Savannah Bananas. Maybe get, try getting them on the fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Get the Savannah Bananas uh, guy on here. Maybe see what a pitcher could actually throw with all the sticky stuff or all the Gaylord Perry stuff. So, like, you wonder what these guys could actually do. And now that arms are stronger and what they're doing now compared to what they were, because Gaylord Perry wasn't a. Uh, and a bronze Adonis by any means. Oh no, he wasn't bringing the heat. So you he, wonder what 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 a guy could could bring uh, with the Savannah Bananas if he had gum and tobacco and sticky stuff and everything else. You wonder what a guy could throw for them on a nightly basis. That would be probably like I, we we got to tag them on this. Like so, on this inning, you it's not like do you want to? You have to hit with uh, you have to pitch with pine tar on the ball. You have to hit with Vaseline on the ball. You have to hit with sticky stuff on you. Like you have to pitch. Like these are the, this is the shit you must use. You got to have a cork bat. <laughs> so, okay, here it is. So here it is. You got to have pine tar, Gaylord Perry juice, your own your own saliva, sandpaper in your pocket, sandpaper in your pocket, or or your glove. Yeah. Wherever it is, scuff that ball up like you wouldn't believe, throwing to a guy with a cork bat who's been doing steroids since 1985. <laughs> and who wins? Yeah. See what happens. You know who wins? The pitcher does. Yeah, like that'd be kind of funny, right? Like here's here's the like every inning, like when the when the other team is up to bat, here's your 10 balls. And here's your like fucking doctor, and they'll have a camera. Like, do whatever you want. Here's your sandpaper, your sticky stuff, and then you can see them like putting like a file, like to make a little ridge on it, or maybe inject some that bigger. batter with steroids. <laughs> Jose Canseco-ish. That's what you got to do. You bet. That was see who the- wins. <laughs> see who wins. I, a, I really like that idea. You'd be a YouTube sensation right there. No, it'd be fumbling because. Obviously, the, the I think the pitcher would still win, right? Like it's just well, you got to think because no matter like he, the, the guy's only going to hit it maybe like one out of three times, right? So, I, well, I, I had Aaron from Bruliana Sports on today, uh, we, and we talked. We were laughing about it a little bit. Like he, if you go if you hit three at three out of ten times, you go to the Hall of Fame. If you hit two out of ten times, you 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 uh, don't get a double A Wichita. Yeah, right. The the, the margin it, of error is one so- hit one hit. Every two mm-hmm. days, yeah, it's crazy. No, so we got we got to promote that to maybe get the little tag the Savannah bananas on. And I, I'm not saying the Savannah banana batter should be doing steroids, but maybe it might. No, but they they should have a they should have a doctor the ball night, like kind of thing, right? And, and see where it goes, yeah, and see where it goes. And- no, okay, so we're we're not taking steroids. We're corking the bat. Corking the bat. But then, yeah, sure. Cork the bat and then and and gum up the ball. Do your thing. That might be funny to watch, actually. I wonder at that level, like the Savannah Bananas, like how, like they're they're obviously accomplished players. They're not major leaguers because otherwise they'd be in the major leagues. 
but but they're not schlubs either. They're the Harlem Globetrotters of uh, of baseball now. So they they used to have a, a wood bat baseball league like the, the Wimble is. Yeah. And so now they've they've kind of now they're a traveling band of merry men performing the game of baseball. And it's fantastic to watch. It is. It's really great. It really is. Uh, like it's it it. It'd be it'd be a t- something tough to replicate, right? Because they have their home stadium. Like, who comes there? Like, do they pay? Do they pay double A teams to come there to play? Like, how does I, that I, work? I, I, I have. Uh, we got to do like some a... research on that, and and then maybe we can have the. That maybe we should get Monday. a hold of the Savannah Bananas uh, GM, manager, coach, whoever it is, and we can have a conversation how it all works. Because uh, I think what we just told them they should do is might, might be entertaining. Garrett from Two Dudes uh, with Sports you know where from he Georgia. Lives? Yeah, he lives in Savannah. Well, why he's dropped the ball on this is kind of oh, Jesus Christ, Garrett! I just talked to you last night, and you I, you forgot to remind me that you're the home of the Savannah Bananas. Let's make some fucking calls. I'm not going to write a letter. I'm going to make some fucking calls. Yeah, we're on something. I think we are. Think we're on some write a letter. Don't write a letter. Make no, a I'm gonna write a letter because I wouldn't even know like where to send it. I'm gonna make some phone calls. Anyways, if- at minimum a DM. I'll slide into the DMs. Slide into the DMs. The 14th Race Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420 Escape at Manscaped.com today. That was a good idea. That's a hell of an idea. The Savannah Bananas, who better to do that thing? And, like, you know, the cork bat, well, we got to worry about the player safety. They don't have a cork bat. But, like, let's just let them doctor the ball. Do what you want. Spit on the ball. Spit mm-hmm. into your glove in front of everybody's thing and then, and then work it in with your rosin bag and turn ball coming. And have a Gaylord Perry bobblehead night to with it. Would give away the handlebar mustaches that people Rolling can wear on their faces. A little bit on and on. Oh, and on. fuck! We Million dollars. Uh, we we got to make some calls. We make some calls. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show number 310. We uh, have big plans for a, uh, Jesus, the three-year anniversary show coming up on uh, it was a Sunday on August the 20th. We'll get it all going on. We'll let you guys all know it might be a live show going on. we got some other plans going on. But anyways, Dave, one of my favorite segments is Would You Rather? And they come up on Thursday nights. Let me know. Would you rather? Okay, so 
I, I warned you, this one's really off the wall. Um, oh, no. Well, the, 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 it's it's kind of Taylor Swifty again because the way this woman is dominating the ent- entertainment world and and bringing it like I don't care for her music, but I I I can't respect her game anymore. She's giving the fans what they want every single night, three hours a night, and and she leaves them wanting more. So like one of the one of the most successful performers on the planet at this point in our life. Well, she's no Huey Lewis, but she's all right. You're right. She ain't no Huey Lewis. <laughs> Take the <that> you want. <laughs> yeah. So would you rather be Taylor Swift's boyfriend or Tom Brady's girlfriend? Taylor Swift's boyfriend or Tom Brady's girlfriend? I that's a fucking tough one, Dave, because they both tilt their heads and smile in awkward ways. Um oh man. Both never, ridiculously successful. I ridiculously successful and like money, like yeah, I think Swifty has a few more bucks in the bank than, than Tom Brady does, but that, that, that doesn't matter. But because you get to that that point of your of of, uh, of wealth, it doesn't much matter. But I hate each of them equally. Um, <laughs> and and, and I, I'm not making it up for for content or to, to be funny. I, I think I, I've never I've never been a Brady guy. I've never I and Swifty Dios my 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 blushing bride. She she's uh, she's and she knows I don't like Swifty. Um, that man, they're both such douche nozzles. Uh, who would I rather? Fuck, that one's the toughest question in the 1420 podcast history in the two and a half years of this stupid show. I would rather be, you know what? I would rather be Tom Brady's girlfriend for the simple reason I think I could possibly turn Tom Brady off because he's quasi retired. Like he's, he's turned it off a little bit. Whereas Swifty, I don't, cause she's only, she's only 30 years old. Right. And she's, she wants to be relevant forever and ever. And, and she has more of a following on her Insta fuck and her, this and that and everything else. Uh, I don't think you could turn the Swifty train off at home. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think you could, t- I'm psychoanalyzing this conversation. I don't think you could turn Taylor Swift off ever. I think she's so self-absorbed and she wants to be known all the time. Whereas if I was Tom Brady's spouse, I could tell him, say, dude, you retired. Shut up. Like, but, shut but your Tom- mouth. But now he's um, like he's going. He's going to be going to Fox. He's going to be. I don't going think he's to, going to. That's my opinion. He, yeah, but he's 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 uh, now part owner of the the Raiders. He's in business with uh, Mark Davis. For God's sake, you're you're so you're going to be you're doing that. Um, Taylor Swift, like you don't hear from her unless she has an album or everything. So she obviously works hard in the off season. Um, rehearsing the shows and, and what have you and, and now all this stuff. 
I'm going to say I would rather be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And this is why, because my picture ain't going to be plastered all over every, everything. Right. She does do that. Well, because you know, Tom Brady has a, like he gets seen in within spitting distance of any Instagram model and all of a sudden his new date and all this stuff. And now you're being judged totally on your looks. I don't know. And it's, this is the double standard of, of the world we live in. And I'm guilty of it too. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, any, any famous athlete has a new girlfriend, like, Oh, she's hot. Oh, he can do way better. Whereas someone like Taylor Swift, like, like the, her, her boyfriend is not, not going to be judged on hotness. It's going to be judged on, on financial success. He could be a fucking toad. Oh, he's just with her because he's a billionaire. And then he could be a really good-looking guy. He goes, oh, that guy's fucking dumb as a post. But so that's why I would rather be Swift because she's smart enough not to put her man. You're a Swiftie. I, I, I respect her game so much. I don't like one of her songs. But oh, I, I, Dave. I, I totally Dave, respect her game. I think you're a Swifty. I, I told you. I am. I, I don't even. I don't even know if I can sing a whole song. I, I've, I've never owned a, a, one of her songs on my. They're not on my phone. Dave, but I, I think you're a Swifty. I respect the game. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that smile. <laughs> you're a Swifty. Dave's a Swifty. Yeah, no. Well, you're a Brady hugger now, then I guess. I'm not a Brady hugger. <laughs> like, fuck, just go away. I, I read I, I read a headline about him with with Oakland or not Oakland with with the uh, with uh, the Vegas Raiders. Is that true? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, he's yeah he's now officially a minority <laughs> owner of the Vegas Raiders. He's playing quarterback for the next year, isn't he? He I I. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked because uh, the whole Garoppolo thing, and and we'll see what happens. And um, I I think it actually circumvent like they'd have to get a clause in the rules to allow an owner to play for his own team. I don't know that for a fact. What is the NFL? But it's the NFL, and it's McDaniel, and, and you know Garoppolo is average at best and now he has a bum leg he might not even play so whoever the gm of the raiders is deserves to get brought to the fucking glue factory you sign a fucking guy that you have to sign a waiver for saying like we're going to give you all this money but not if this foot doesn't heal and well, we're not going to and then that- we're not going to draft a quarterback and we're not going to sign a competent backup who the fuck runs that fucking team the thing is is he's really good looking for good billboard space in vegas so whatever Oh, no, no, yeah, and, and the brothels are going to like him around, but, like, Jesus Christ, you talk about bad GMs. And just, you, well, you know, you're a Swifty, and I'm a Jimmy G guy. Well, look at us now. We both got new <laughs> dates. <laughs> Jesus Christ, anyways. Dave, what are you going on this weekend? Um, This weekend, the boys' first practice for summer ball, something that we didn't say we were going to do, but the boy wanted to do it, and they called him to do it, so... It starts all over again on Saturday. So I'm going to do that. Going to catch up on some chores. It's been raining too much. This lawn needs a trim. I wish there was a Gardenscape product, not Manscaped, that that sponsored us because they can fucking, they'll mow my lawn. I'll work on one this weekend. So it's not a bad idea, actually. 
Yeah, lawn like yeah, get me fucking some lawn lawn care. All fires the sponsor because because in, in the summertime our our downloads seem to, to 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 lack a little bit. So if I can get a, a sponsorship that people put something in their ears while they're mowing the lawn, I'm on it tomorrow morning. You bet! I will pump those tires. I'll 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 get a hold of uh, uh, two dudes and get the Savannah the Savannah banana uh, info. Fuck, making shit happen here at World Headquarters in Lethbridge, Alberta. 14, Let's take 20, this to the next level. Next level. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four Beer Sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by Manscaped and Seat Geek and everybody else. Uh, anyways. Caldera Labs. And Caldera Labs are very important. Actually, Especially uh, with all the sun. Oh, fuck. Get that skincare out there. Get the skin take, take care. Take care. We'll get that prop package as soon as it shows up. Uh, anyways, take care. It's more important. Take care of yourself. Take around. Can you stick in the ice? And what else, Dave? I don't want Jim to swing at high pitches. Happy weekend, folks. We'll talk to you again on uh, Monday night. Who would be more demanding? Brady or Swifty as a, Swifty. As a mate? You don't think Brady would be demanding? No, Swifty. He's just get out of my face. I think Brady was beaten down a lot by Belichick and by Giselle. He's just a shell of a man. Swifties are the ultimate fucking douche canoe. Just a prima donna? Oh, yeah, you can't talk to her. Well, she's 30, right? So maybe Oh, she's awful. Man. I Brady, think 30-year-old Nika. Brady have. has been beaten to... Like, he, he's such a shell of a human being. Ah, you love Brady so no, much. No, I don't. Listen to you defending him for all these douches. He has been beaten down. <laughs> Poor guy. I'm crying like cornflakes. Well, he's got a, the, the Swifty money almost, but like, Jesus. <laughs> he's been beaten down, man. Oh, he's done. Okay. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll sleep all right knowing that he's going to sleep all right. Do you think he does? Sleeps all right? Yeah. Oh, I think he sleeps like a like a baby. I don't think he has. Since Giselle, Giselle left him, he's been down. Well, he... he uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe, but, but that was probably maybe his first time uh, in his professional career facing rejection, right? No one's, exactly ever, it, Dave. No, no one's ever told him no. No. When's, when, when's the first time you were told no? Oh, fuck. Well, we like, should talk about that. Oh. What time? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> is, my, is my wife listening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>